8 o'clock, it's the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. It's Monday, the good, the bad, the ugly. Send it to us today on the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line, 970-242-1340. This hour brought to you by Preston Lee at Country Financial. He believes in building relationships, supporting the community, and serving others. Have a chat and let him help you protect the things that are important to you. Google him at Preston Lee Country Financial. I want to correct myself. I think I said tonight. It's tomorrow night. Once again, tomorrow night is the South Central Region Championship game. Black Hill State, West Texas A&M, 6 o'clock. Our time tomorrow night because they take the Monday off and then play on Tuesday. So congratulations to Mike DeGeorge and Cabo Shea and the Maverick basketball team. Still a great season. Disappointing loss down in Canyon on Saturday night. But still a great season for the Mavericks where they want to share the uh, RMAC regular season title. And what Mike DeGeorge has done at Colorado Mesa has been truly impressive. Or when he came in, we're going, mm-hmm. Who, who's Mike DeGeorge? Who's this guy? And had turned around programs in, you know, in Iowa at uh, Rhodes College as well and comes here. And the Mavericks are in that kind of boat. I mean, after, after Andy Sean's departure, you know, the Maverick basketball team certainly needed, a, needed, I guess, a fresh outside perspective. And not to, to criticize the work that Andy did there or anything, longtime assistant to Jim Heaps, but uh, what, what Mike DeGeorge has done has been uh, truly remarkable. I know it's Mike's disappointed in, in what happened on, on Saturday, not obviously with this basketball team, but this team has still got so much talent and not going to lose a single guy off this roster. And so I, I just, you know, what he's been able to do is, you know, taking this team first time Mesa's ever been ranked number one mm-hmm. in the nation. When they, you know, they start out the season 2020, 2021 with 14 consecutive wins, won the regular season and tournament championships, number one team in the nation. And now it's just getting over that that regional hump, right? Getting yeah. getting to the the national championship round, getting to the Elite Eight of the NCAA Division II men's tournament. So um, that's that's the next goal for this basketball team. And hopefully the return of Ethan Menzies this coming season will will make that a possibility. All right, Dexter call 970-242-1340. Yeah, like, I, I, resurrection may be too strong of a word because the Mavs did go to the RMAC tournament and the NCAA tournament quite a bit under Jim Heaps and the RMAC tournament first three years under Andy Schantz, but that 8-20 and 20 season feels forever ago. It was only six years ago. Right. You know, for the Mavs. Mike DeGeorge has won 112 games in five seasons. That's crazy. Right. It wasn't like that the Maverick basketball program, you're correct, mm-hmm. wasn't wasn't consistent, wasn't a contender. But now every year, they're either going to win a conference tournament championship or a regular season championship. It feels that way every yeah. single time, right? That they're, they're always... They're they're going now a perennial top three team in this conference mm-hmm. every Their single year. Best season ever was Doug Scockle twenty four nine under Jim Heaps. It was twenty three and six. Mike DeGeorge last year won twenty six games, 
this year won 25. That's the top two wins in program history yeah. when it comes to single season. And we're talking Doug Scockle. You're talking about a legendary coach. Yeah. Had tremendous success there, the NAI stretch and into Division Two. He and Jim Heaps are both tied with 299 wins in program history. And they went 18 and 17 seasons, respectively. Mike DeGeorge is at five, and he's got 112. Yeah, he goes 20 wins a season. He's going to catch him sooner rather than later. And and while you're, you're obviously, if you're a Maverick fan, you're disappointed. Mavs are disappointed that they lost on Saturday night. What they've accomplished has been truly, truly amazing. This is a team that has to be taken seriously on a national scale now. And a lot of it is thanks to Mike DeGeorge. All right, so the Texas, players he's brought yeah, in. Sorry. Absolutely. And then starting out with some of those uh, Half Moon Bay kids from mm-hmm. California. Georgie the Dancer. starting five of that team came to yeah. CMU. Jared like. Ball and those guys. And of course, mm-hmm. Jared was here in Colorado initially over in the front range as a prep player and played in the RMAC over in the front range. But the CU transfers now. You know, those Jessup and Koontz. Jessup and Koontz. And they're, they're primetime players for this team in, in significant stretches of basketball games. And, you know, that's that's recruiting. And both uh, Mike and Kyle have done a, a sensational job in that department, no doubt about that. All right, text or call 970-242-1340. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. All right. Time to take a little trip around the NFL this morning. The latest on the Broncos and the league. It's around the NFL on the Jim Davis Show. And the XFL as well. Start things out with the the big news with Carolina. Talk about go big or go home. Yeah. Carolina jumping up to the number one spot in the draft where they give up four draft picks and wide receiver DJ Moore. He had three straight 1,000-yard receiving seasons. He had seven touchdowns last year. And so Justin Fields has a new toy to play with. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of draft picks to surround him with. And I think I know who the Bears quarterback is going forward. What do you think? <laughs> Justin Fields. You think it's pretty solidly Justin Fields? I think, yeah, because there, there was that opportunity, right? Because yeah. you had C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young. They were they Anthony were there. Richardson. Anthony, yeah, whose his stock continues to rise. Mm-hmm. You know, speaking of stock rising, C.J. Stroud went from plus three eighty to minus three hundred to be the number one overall draft pick. And selfishly, I hope the number one overall draft pick is Bryce Young because he's not going to have anybody to get the ball to on that team. Four draft picks and their top wide receiver. Christian McCaffrey, now a 49er, and yeah. has been for a while. But he, it's going to be desolate there. It's going to be, yeah. Who, whether it's so, Stroud, whether it's Young. Draft Bryce Young so you don't have the C.J. Stroud come in and be like, see, Ohio State quarterbacks can't get it they done. Can't, can't get it done. Well, like Justin Fields, he essentially has to throw the ball to himself <laughs> on offense. So, chill. And so, with, with the move by... By Carolina, Nick Cosminder wrote a piece. What if the Broncos don't trade for Russell Wilson? Because there was the thought, right? Okay, they they passed on Mac Jones and Justin Fields mm-hmm. to take Patrick Sertan the second, 
and so they, you know, they they ride it out with with Ted, Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke at that point in time, and then they oh, go I out and get about those days. Then then they go out and they get Russell Wilson in the in the big off season trade. And so, what if Denver? You know, how that would have played out? What it would have looked like if Denver hadn't pursued Russell Wilson? Because there's no guarantee. That, the, the, basically, the crux of the article is, yeah, there are people that are cracking on the Broncos and what they spent to get Russell Wilson. And I understand that. Yeah, that's right. But there, there are no guarantees in this draft, nor was there in that last draft. Because, well, Mac Jones has been okay in New England. Has Mac Jones been brilliant? Has Justin Fields been brilliant? Really, I mean, it's it's not like that they've been electric running the ball, but 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 not not, not as a, a complete package at the quarterback spot. And like I mentioned or alluded to, he doesn't have a whole lot of talent around him. But still, there are some big gaps in his game, Justin Fields. And he talks about that one of the paths that Denver could have selected in 2022 would have led them to an offseason, you know, to acquire Rodgers, Carr, Lamar Jackson, or one of the first-round prospects in the draft. The Broncos had, at that time, Drew Locke, quarterback they select in the second round, finally have a rookie deal. Denver could have kept Locke and then brought in names we talked about, Mitchell Trubisky, Andy Dalton, to... Mm-hmm. To kind of be the bridge, right? If Drew Lock once again giving Drew Lock an extended opportunity to win the job, but you've got some insurance with a guy maybe like Trubisky or Dalton, and it gives you time to see how things look until this year, where maybe you make a big splash in free agency. You try to go get Rogers or or Carr if things play out the way they're playing out right now, or you or maybe if you have another really crappy year. You end up having a shot at one of those quarterbacks that we just talked about, Stroud or Young. Or maybe a Will Tevis. Maybe somebody like that. Will Levis, not Tevis, excuse me. Will Levis, the Kentucky quarterback. And it's, like I said, the the, the essence of the article is that there are a lot of paths the Broncos could have taken, but none with more certainty than what they did in getting Russell Wilson. The the problem they played it they played their hand about as well as they could have by going out and getting Russell Wilson in terms of known commodity, championship pedigree, a guy that's an upper tier quarterback in this league at the at the time that they went out and pursued him, and that they could have gone other paths. Those paths could have gone also far worse or not worked out at all, like trying to get Derek Carr or trying to get Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and, you know, they had kind of bypassed drafting quarterbacks to build a roster that would help the quarterback that stepped in. Turned out the quarterback had that particular player's worst statistical season when it came to wins. But, like, if they don't trade for him and use their pick at nine last year, is there a quarterback last year that is worth drafting? Kenny Pickett is the only first-rounder from last year, right? Yes, correct. I'm I mean, sorry, I'm not at number nine. Not Sam Howell. Not not. No, none no. of those guys. You know, Desmond Ritter, 
uh, Malik Will. None of those guys are number nine overall worthy. Can you plug them into this team maybe this coming season after going another year with Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke or whatever? Sure, you could have, but was that going to be the guy to get this team over the hump? And the answer is no. There was not a better, clearer path, right? A, a better option here. It's just like, why didn't they do that? Because none of these things, the Rodgers mm-hmm. and the cars, though, those are not certainties by any stretch of the, the imagination. The draft is the only one where you don't need the other player's consent. Exactly. Or the other party's consent. Free agents, they have to choose to sign with you. You can offer them anything. But if they're like, mm, pass, there's nothing you can do. Same with trades. You can offer up all these picks to Seattle, but if John Schneider comes back and says, mm, pass, you don't get Russell Wilson either. So I get it with... Oh, they should have this or that. Well, not all of that is really up to them. They can only do so much. Right. I mean, look where things are with Rodgers. We'll get to him in just a moment. Looks like he's going to go to the Jets. Every sign indicates he's going to go to the Jets. I that don't deal- even know if he knows what he's going to yeah, do. Yeah, that, that deal's going to happen. But then again, this you're dealing with Aaron Rodgers. You're dealing with one of the most Rogers! unpredictable this guys around. Where it sounds like he's probably going to go to New York. Sounds like he yeah. wants to go play for the Jets. And the prima donna prima donna in the league. But I could, in, I could in, entirely see him going, yeah, you know what, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I don't think I, I want to do that. I, can, I, could, I clearly see him doing that. I don't think he will, but it wouldn't shock me if he did. Because he's that flighty. He's that fickle. He's that flaky. Mercurial. He's that flaky. So for the Broncos, it's it's ride or die with Russ in 2023. That's just that's just how it is. Cap hit for Wilson, it's 22 million, which is the 12th highest figure in the league among quarterbacks, according to over the cap. So free agency, the uh, this free agency is going to be huge for the Broncos. This will be the Broncos draft. Let's be honest about it. And so Denver has the ability now because they released. Graham Glasgow, Ronald Darby, and Chase Edmonds on Friday. So they went from like 16th in the league to now 6th in the league in terms of cap space. They're at $33.1 million. And I know this is going to sound really mean, but it's true. They got better releasing Ronald Darby and Graham Glasgow. Probably so. And Chase Edmonds is like, "Eh, Eh, okay, okay, whatever. He was there. he He had like, what, nine carries? So, eh, it's a nothing burger. That one. Sorry, Chase. But they got better releasing the other two guys. I mean, so with the Saints, they, they get Derek Carr. He kind of goes through the, you know, but, you know, Derek Carr's never won a playoff game, by the way. Mm-hmm. As much as I think you and I both like Derek Carr and think he's kind of undervalued, that is a fact about him. The, the, the Jets get Rodgers. They're getting a 39-year-old quarterback that's going to a a new team be it with an offensive coordinator and Nathaniel Hackett that he is very familiar with. Mm -hmm. But how long, what if things don't go well in New York? How long is he going to want to stay there? Before he goes, you know, I think I'm just done. If they don't, if they don't go out and have a great season and he, and he has a great season, will Rogers just go, okay, I'm I'm good. I want a Super Bowl. I'm going to the Hall of Fame. I'm going to go to Minnesota just like Brett Favre. (laughs) Just like, (laughs) I'm going to follow the exact same path as Brett Favre. Go to the Jets at 39. I would not open an attachment from Aaron Rodgers. 
if he's following the Brett Favre career path? Absolutely. I would be careful about getting a Rodgers jersey. And Lamar Jackson, who I, I saw was at the stat the other day, that kind of goes against the narrative that he he's not a particularly good passing quarterback. Is he Mahomes? No. The numbers, though, are, are pretty darn impressive in terms of, of his touchdown passes, of, of of those things that, you know, from a passing standpoint, mm-hmm. kind of back up. Lamar Jackson's improved a lot as a passing quarterback. He's not Justin Fields. Right. I think people locked on to his MVP season with, man, look how much he ran the ball. And, yeah, he ran the ball a ton that year, 2019. What was it? Uh thousand yards he had 1200 yards and rushed for seven touchdowns that year he also threw for 3100 yards not great yards per game but he had 36 touchdowns to six interceptions i mean he threw an interception every other game on average that year essentially and then some like i think it's one interception every 10 quarters is what it turned out to be he threw 36 touchdown passes. His QBR was 83. I mean, his rating was 113. That was his rating on average for the season. His career is 96. He's a very good quarterback with all this other stuff gets buried. Man, look at him run. He doesn't have an agent. Those sort of things. No, then his he just, mom kind of is, but you're right. He basically right. represents himself. But he stands back there. Last three years before this year where he played, where he got hurt this year. 66%, 64%, 64%. And then it was, oh, quick math on the fly here. This could be hard. 60, 76 touchdowns in three seasons to go along with 28 interceptions. 2021 brought his passing numbers back to the pack a little bit because he had 13 interceptions. And even in as a college years. quarterback, outside of his first year in 2016 at Louisville, he threw for 3,543 yards and then 3,660. 3, he was pushing 4,000 yards passing mm-hmm. in his final two college seasons as well. He's going to have a new offensive coordinator. Well, wherever he ends up. Exactly. The Ravens have a new one. So, so wherever he goes, yeah, it'll be the, that, you know, that'll be the case. I don't, I just, I don't understand. I hear that. I'm like, well, he's not a great passer. It's like, I've seen him twice a year for the last five years. He's a he's a decent enough passer. He can get the job done. Is he Mahomes? No. Well, who outside but, of Mahomes? But, uh, who is? There, there are not too many guys that are like that. But in the case of Jackson, and we're, we're talking about filling a quarterback void here. Mm-hmm. You know, who's right now? They put the non-exclusive franchise tag on him in Baltimore. That, and he wants a fully guaranteed contract. You know what? What's going to be the price? You know to 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 get him. A fully guaranteed contract approaching $250 million. A couple of first-round picks to go to Baltimore if the Ravens decline to match the offer sheet that he signs on another team. So it's going to be, while he could deliver for somebody, it's going to be expensive. Yeah. It's going to be extremely painful from a financial standpoint. And I want to put this two first-round draft pick thing into perspective. It's a pick this year and a pick next year, right? Correct. Essentially, it's a draft pick if you were going to draft a quarterback this year, right? Correct. You're drafting Lamar Jackson. You're just giving up a first round next year on top of that. That's worth it. Kind of like to the me, Broncos that's worth it. when they gave the, the, the first round pick 
Mm-hmm. Basically, you're doing that. You're trading. You're drafting Russell Wilson. Yeah, essentially. Same, same kind of thing. You're drafting Lamar Jackson in the first round. You get a an established quarterback. MVP guy. MVP who is going to revitalize your franchise if you're in that particular place. Or he could be the guy to put another team over the top. If you can plug him right in and he plays to even his average level. That's different. Man, you got to give up two first round. That's man, that's a lot. We'll put it in first. You're going to have to give up a first round draft pick this year on a guy you don't know anything about how he's going to play in the league. No matter what position. The Panthers are going to give up a first round pick and five picks for what CJ Stroud. They don't know how he's going to be as a pro. The Texans are going to use a first round draft pick on maybe Bryce Young. They don't know how he's going to be as a pro. You can use a first round draft pick this year and next year get a guy for the next six seasons that you have a kind of a good idea what he's going to deliver to you, who's still only going to be 26 years old. Sorry, just turned 26 in January. Some other notes from around the NFL this morning. Jim and the Buckeye boy on the, the Jim Davis show. 10 o'clock our time, free agency begins. Aaron Rodgers has not said yet he's willing to be traded to the Jets. And Does so he have the, a no trade? Is this the Derek Carr thing? Or does it really matter? I guess it does matter either way because he can just do what he did for the Jets or for the Packers and just not show up. Right. He, you know, I, I, I'm, don't, I'm not sure if he has a no trade. His he, personality is kind of a no trade clause, isn't it? But but he has not. He's not said, look, yeah, I'm ready to go. Let's let's make this mm-hmm. happen. He's been, oh, I'm still kind of thinking about it and mulling it over. He's officially taken longer this year than he did last year. Yes. And so right now he's he's holding the Jets hostage. He's holding the Packers hostage. Doesn't seem like there's anybody else that's been in these these conversations, but those those two teams. There hasn't been somebody else that's contacted the Packers and said, "Hey, you know what? We're we're interested in him." At least all I saw heard publicly all weekend was the Jets are negotiating against themselves. Pretty much, yes. And so Florio, Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk. Basically says, look, if if Rogers is going to stay with the Packers, something the Packers clearly they want him to be gone. They're ready for him to move on. Mm-hmm. The, the Packers need to know that. And if Rogers has some other something else he's got up his sleeve, some other plan, other other team he'd like to go to, he needs to let them know about that. And if he's done, if this is it, he's going to retire. Mm-hmm. Then, in fairness to the Packers and the Jets. Particularly the Jets at this point in time, because the Packers have Jordan Love. They have yeah. kind of their their backup plan. The Jets with Zach Wilson, it's not necessarily the backup plan they like. But it's not fair to either one of those what teams. About Mike White. Sorry, I should not leave out Mike White. Got about Mike White, Joe Flacco. And I'm not. Uh, who knows about Joe moving forward? You know, and it's, this it, is. But but it's not fair to those teams for him to sit around, him ha, continue to stir up the drama. Mm-hmm. Just make a decision. And I think that's what Aaron Rodgers likes is that, and this speaks to his ego, which kind of what all this boils down to is his ego and who can stroke it the best and who can feed into it better than anybody else. And for him to just sit back in his darkness retreat or whatever, knowing that Free agency at my position as a whole is at a standstill until I decide what I'm doing. Right. 
He loves that. And he that's loves where being an agent of chaos. The quarterback position being so important in the NFL, this is the downside, the drawback, the side that bites teams in the butt, is this guy, with the exception of Derek Carr, is kind of holding the entire league hostage when it comes to quarterback movement. And he loves it. I yeah, think he thrives absolutely. on that. Like I said, he's an agent of chaos. He enjoys... Yeah. He enjoys we also call senior, him but yeah, jerks. That's what we call him. He's an absolute jerk. Speaking of Derek Carr, he had his introductory press conference with the Saints, and Carr said that the uh, the Vegas Raiders only allowed him to talk to one team. Yeah, he said I was willing to accept a trade, but I was only able to talk to one team. I was only given permission to talk to one team. And as much as I love and respect those guys, Dave and Joshua with the Raiders. How do I make that decision when it's the only time in my career that I've been or could possibly be free? I can't possibly make that decision without being able to talk to other people, but I still almost made the decision. I felt so much love here, like I almost did it. He almost accepted the trade. Is right. What he's trying to and like instead of being released yeah, by the Raiders and then I'm with him though. Like if they're only going to let me talk to one team and that's the team that has called and offered, and they made it. They're interested. Why am I going to approve a trade there? I want to see what my options are if I'm Derek Carr. Right. You don't want me here anymore. Okay, because fine. Then let me let me explore other places. And then yeah. you're telling me you're this is it. You're going to mm-hmm. go to the Saints, and that's it. And it's not a. It's kind of like a safety school, where he can test the market, call around, and see what's there. And if it's less than what the Saints were going to be willing to pay him then he can always go to the Saints and be like, hey, I'm on board. Let's do this. And he's got all of the compensation that they would have had to give in draft picks and money and players. They get to keep all that. So why t- why accept the trade and put yourself behind the eight ball without those draft picks or and, and look, he whatever? Might, he might say that he likes those guys there in McDaniels, and you know, I still like those guys. He may Quiet, like the GM. Qu- quietly, aren't you saying to yourself, though, you guys go pounce. Bleep them. Mm-hmm. You don't want me here. Yeah. Why Why am I doing you a favor? And he doesn't even have to say it. He can just let David say it. Exactly. <laughs> David will take care of it for him. All right. Uh, week four of the XFL. I know that uh, yeah. I, didn't, I watched just a little bit. Not very much. Still getting moved in. Still a lot of stuff to do. Mm-hmm. So not a lot of time to I have to carve out sports time. It's it, for... Abs are in play yeah. basketball right now, not necessarily the XFL. And people who think that your love of offshoot football leagues is a gimmick, it's Selection Sunday, Avs, Nuggets, NCAA tournament getting ready, conference tournaments out the wazoo, and you watched some XFL. No, I didn't. I said I didn't. I thought you said you watched a little. No, bit. I said I didn't have time. To, I didn't have time oh. to carve out time for XFL. Well, I mean, you. Could I think I watched a little bit. That was it. Saturday. I think I watched maybe a little bit Saturday. Oh, it was, yeah, but it was more. See. But it was more. Way more. It was like five to one. Mm-hmm. Avalanche Nuggets. I don't know. NCAA. That's because it wasn't the U.S. It wasn't real football. It was that's a, what it was. Because real football is coming next month. Yeah. You put the TV up first before you move anything in. At that but uh, I don't. Are, are the Roughnecks our favorite team because of Wade Phillips? Yeah, probably. Probably so. Even though I hate the helmets, but uh, they're four and zero. The Houston Roughnecks beating the Orlando Guardians 44 to 16. Brandon Silvers, 239 and three touchdown passes. Of course. Highlight for the Guardians, who are 0 4. Paxton Lynch <laughs> throwing an 81 yard touchdown pass to Charleston Rambo. Hey, that's super. That was, that was the big highlight moment for, uh, for Orlando. 
Shouldn't he be on Seattle's team, Rambo? You think so? Yeah. Speaking of Seattle, the Sea Dragons beat the San Antonio Brahmas 15 to 6. Sea Dragons are 2 and 2 as uh, Ben DiNucci, former Cowboy quarterback, threw a touchdown pass to Jawan Green. I forgot about that. Ben DiNucci, by the way, becomes the first XFL player to throw for 1,000 yards on the season. And San Antonio, they fall to 1-3. and three. Jack Cohen, former Notre Dame quarterback, 20-39, of 39, 189 yards. As I said, the Brahmas are 1-3. and three. The Seattle, or excuse me, the St. Louis Battlehawks, they're 3-1. and one. And Taylor, that place is packed. St. Louis is, they loved yeah. them the first time around. They're loving them in this iteration of the XFL. A.J. McCarron, who talked about a little feel-good story that we've had the last uh, few weeks of the mm-hmm. XFL. The former uh, Alabama quarterback, NFL quarterback, 20-27, 214, two touchdowns, and a pick as uh, St. Louis is now 3-1 and one on the season. Do you remember Kyle Sloter, former Northern Colorado quarterback? Oh, yeah. He was the quarterback of uh, dreams for Denver How could you cut this guy? Look at look what he's doing in the preseason. How could you cut him? I remember those days. Kyle Sloter, 23 of 29 when he, when he was with the Broncos. Uh, but 23 of 29 for the Arlington Renegades, 205. But he threw three interceptions as the uh, Battlehawks win 24 to 11 over the uh, Arlington Renegades and Bob Stoops. D.C. Defenders beat the Vegas Vipers 32-18. to Defenders running back slash quarterback, Derek King, uh, had two rushing touchdowns, and he threw a touchdown pass on a 32-yard score as the D.C. Defenders get the victory over Vegas. Also, uh, let's see, that uh, wrapped up your weekend as far as the XFL goes. You want to know something interesting? Uh, defenders are 4-0, by the way. Vipers are 0-4. This goes back to Cake's jab about the Jets playing in New York. Or playing New Jersey. New Jersey. The Arlington, what are they, the Renegades? Yes. Physically closer to Dallas than the Cowboys. Which is <laughs> just, just crazy. Because Globe Life Field is east of the stadium, across the street for the Cowboys. Technically, more of a Dallas team than the Cowboys. Though they call themselves Dallas, Arlington but these guys are the Arlington Renegades, yeah. But, close, go, but closer than the closer than the team yep. that actually says they're from that city. Which is still farther away from Dallas than MetLife is from New York City. All right. It's 831, and it's time to play the number game. Let's play the number game on the Jim Davis Show. Yes, first correct answer on the Chick-fil-A team line, 970-242-1340. Text only, by the way. Gets a delicious case of Coors Original, The Banquet, from our friends at High Country Beverage. And the answer is always a number, hence the number game. We haven't had it in a while, but it does bear some reminding that if you text in Duke, you're going to be wrong. St. John's fired their basketball coach last week, and they're now targeting Tricky Ricky, Rick Pitino. Uh. The, the Red Storm, a classic team in college basketball, right? They have not won an NCAA tournament game since the year 2000. How many different schools have at least one win in the tournament since the Johnny's last tournament win 23 years ago. And I'll, I'll narrow it down because it's a big number. It's more than 150, less than 200. Which speaks to kind of the Red Storm's futility here recently. All right, so once again, it's a number. Yes, Keep how many mind. different schools 
have at least one tournament win, including the first four. That's a tournament game, technically. How many different schools have at least one win since the Johnny's last tournament W in 2000? All right, one final thing before we take a break. I love when we get wrong texts, like the one we oh, got. Andy? From, like the one we got from Andy. I, what's the Netflix stuff and the like the email and password? <laughs> I texted him Andy at AOL.com, password giant stink. Yes, with the exclamation mark. <laughs> got to have that for security purposes. Is Andy still rocking dial-up? I bet he's probably using dial-up Probably, still. Yeah. yeah. He's streaming at 480p. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we will take a break. We'll come back with uh, Brown's Cremation and Funeral Service. Good call, bad call. Also, Prep Stars and Mighty Mavs. That's on the way on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. They're a lot of fun. Oh. The Jim Davis Show. They're idiots. Say what? On Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back in 837. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy. This hour brought to you by Preston Lee. A country financial believes in building relationships, supporting the community, and serving others. Have a chat and let him help you protect the things that are important to you. Google him at Preston Lee Country Financial. All right, do we have a winner yet? We do not. Okay, go ahead and give it to us again. St. John's fired their basketball coach last week and are looking at Rick Pitino to fill the void. The Red Storm last won an NCAA tournament game in 2000. How many different schools have at least one tournament win since the Johnny's last tournament W? Now, I gave you the range, 150 to 200. It's in there somewhere. I can narrow it down a little bit more if you want me to do that. You let me allow me to do that. Go right ahead. Sure. Robert. Guess 163, that's low. Whalen, guess 178, that's high. So there's your range pile in there. I'm it's a it's a number that if I didn't give you the range, there's no way anybody would get it before the show is over and without looking it up themselves, because I had to do that. So there's your range. It's between one sixty three and one seventy eight. All right, so text in your answer right now. Once again, it's a number. Text it in to 970-242-1340, the Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line. Got a uh, good, the bad, the ugly from Robert this morning. Good morning, Robert. The good, nothing. Everything bad. Just kidding, life is grand. Uh, The bad, why is the South region being played in the West? Well, there's a reason for the... Mm -hmm. Like for, say, Denver. We're talking about the NCAA men's basketball tournament. Yeah. The region refers to where the Elite Eight and Sweet 16 games will be played. It's right. not about... And they pick the, the eight pod sites well in advance. Exactly. And what they do is they give the one, the two, the three, and the four are closest to those pods. Hopefully that explains it to yeah. you, Robert. So, like, Alabama is in Birmingham for their pod. Purdue is in Columbus. Kansas is in Desmone, even though they're the West, the Las Vegas region. So that's that's why they, they yeah. do it that way. The ugly do folks realize if we switch to daylight saving time year-round, sunrise would not happen until 8.30 in the morning in the dead of winter. I know it's a stretch, but I need something for the ugly category. I'm, I'm a big fan of just, let's, let's just go like standard time or something like that. Or like they do in Arizona. Just, I'm... I get tired of switching back and forth. Mm-hmm. The daylight saving time thing. 
absolutely can't stand it. Yeah. And, and the I, push just keeps getting greater and greater every year for there some kind of change to happen. I, I don't have a feeling one way or another on standard or savings. Just pick one. I'm with you. Just yeah, pick just, one. I'm just fine. Let's just go with one, okay? Larry from Clifton this morning. Jamal Murray's overrated. Denver need needed to go and get help for Joker. I think they yeah. feel like they they did with Contavious Caldwell Pope and the, the trade for him, Bruce Brown, Bryant, mm-hmm. which that's not as worked out. As much help as that's going to give. Yeah. Has, has not worked out. The moves they have made have, have clearly not worked out to this point in time. All right. So uh, if you got something on your mind today, the good, the bad, the ugly, send it to us. Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line 970-242-1340. Got one from Mike and Scottsdale. Listen on the mobile app. Good morning, muchachos. How is the first workday of daylight savings time going for you? Similar to the Masters, I think that Brackalooza should be have a champion's dinner. I still enjoy my lazy boy. Well, I know he thinks we're going to send him a food certificate to Arizona. That's not how it works. You'd have to come here and claim it. And pay for everybody else since it's your idea. A champion's dinner would be intriguing, though, of those yeah. that have won Brackapalooza. It's an interesting concept. It's an interesting idea. But we don't have it yet. But we no. do tomorrow night, though. Here we go again. Bracket blues the prime. Got to got to plug it again this morning. Bracket Palooza 2023, powered by Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick, the most trusted name in automobiles. It is tomorrow night, 5:30 until 7:30. Warehouse 25:65. That is 25:65 American Way. Print your bracket once again. We have to strongly remind you. Yes. Fill out your bracket online. We hope to have a laptop, iPad, some kind of device there to fill out your bracket at the site. But it'd be a whole lot easier and a whole lot better. I believe there's an we have an Acer standing by somewhere. Like a 1999 Acer. Well, I think uh, Andy has a Commodore 64. He does. That, he can uh, bring that. <laughs> he can probably he let us use that. Just watch out for the floppy disk. Drive. Exactly. That's why he lost all of his passwords. Yeah. Yeah problem with the floppy disks but anyway print out your bracket go to the team 1340.com and so when you print off your bracket from the website put your first name last name on it your username because sometimes mm-hmm. you use a different name for yeah your, some your clever account. members of the pile exactly and put your phone number on it and then bring it tomorrow night once again we're going to remind you if everybody in your office if sam in accounting says hey i can't make it Take my bracket for me to get me get my bonus points. Nope. Sam from accounting, you're out of luck, my man. It's not going to happen. Oh, no. no. No, 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 no. You must be present to get the bonus points with your bracket. So keep mm-hmm. that in mind. Show up at 530, earn 10 bonus points. Show up at 6, get 8 bonus points. Show up at 630, get 6 bonus points. Show up at 7, get 4 bonus points, which could be the difference in you winning a $500 gift card to play it again sports or $200 in cash. For second place, or for third place, a $100 gift card to GJ Golf. And then tomorrow night, we'll also give you a chance to win one of two pairs of tickets. See the Avalanche Arizona Coyotes on March 24th. So that will be tomorrow night, by the way, plus other cool mm-hmm. prizes. We'll do some NCAA basketball trivia. We've got a pop-a-shot going tomorrow night as well. Central Distributing will be there. 
But it all starts at 5.30. Our coverage of the first four starts at 4.30 tomorrow on the team. So don't miss it. Brackapalooza tomorrow at Warehouse 2565, powered by Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick. And I'm torn, too. I don't know whether to go with the taco truck salad. It's the, tough. Yeah, it's because it's a tough decision. Barbecue chicken wrap or the W burger. I don't, I'm, I'm in the, in the, undecided, indecisive. Can't even speak the get language. Some time. Get some time to think about it. Yeah, you got some time to think it over. You'll be okay. Uh, do we have a winner, by the way, for we the do. number game? And now, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the contest. It's another winner on the Team Sports Network. First in the door, new uh, new winner for us here around the Radio Ranch, Rod. Correctly. I know, Rod, yeah. Well, good. Yes. Congratulations, Rod. 173 different teams have won at least one tournament game since the last time St. John's won a tournament game 23 years ago. All right. Congratulations to Rod. We'll take a break. We'll come back. And our prep stars and Mighty Mavs coming up. Also, Browns cremation, good call, bad call. That's on the way next on the Jim Davis Show. Cuckoo and loony and crazy. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. All right, welcome back. 848, Jim along with the Buckeye Boy. Text or call us 970-242-1340. It's time for Brown's Cremation and Funeral Service. Good call, bad call. Was that a good call or did they totally blow it? It's good call or bad call. All right, it's always a good call to get your funeral arrangements planned ahead of time for yourself or a loved one. It's a bad call to wait until that day comes when there's so many details to take care of. Give Brown's Cremation and Funeral Service a call today. They're at 904 North 7th Street in Grand Junction. Call them at 970-255-8888. All right. Last night, the Nuggets lost to the Nets. Michael Porter Jr. set out during the stretch last night in the fourth quarter. Had 23 points last night. And he was 9-12 from the field. But only got 23 minutes last night. So, Michael Porter Jr. after the game... Not happy that Michael Malone had him on the bench. He said he set me up the, the whole fourth quarter, put me in with 20 seconds left, I think. So, I mean, it's impossible to catch a rhythm. Good call, bad call on the part of Malone to set out MPJ. Look, I can get it that I get it that MPJ sometimes can be difficult to deal with. Right. But last night. He played Reggie Jackson 17 minutes. He was a minus 20. Jeff Green was a minus 15 in 19 minutes last night. And Malone played 11 different guys last night. Why why don't you have Michael Porter Jr. in there at the end of the game? As opposed to the guys I just referenced. I said it's... I get it with MPJ. He's not always the easiest guy to deal with. I get but, it though in a close game where he's nine a, to twelve from the field. A defensive stop is going to be crucial, and you have a guy that has just kind of a passing affiliation with defense. I and Mike Malone's just harping on defense every day for his entire tenure. I understand, but but why Mike Mike Porter wouldn't get the run? But the, but for the majority of the fourth quarter, though, I, I get it. Like maybe the last 
He played him with 23.1 seconds to go when it's a two-point game. Don't Isn't that when you want your best offensive guys in? In a yeah, two-point I, game? I, I, that, I don't like. I, I get it at the very end of the game mm-hmm. why he wouldn't be in there. But to have him sit pretty much the entire fourth quarter? I mean... That's a bad. That's a bad call on on Malone's part. I get it. White guys are good defenders. The guys we just referenced, Jackson Green, are better defenders, mm-hmm. but not for the majority of the fourth quarter. I think that's a bad call. I'm gonna I'm gonna very lightly say good call on that because Michael Porter Jr. has kind of lost the benefit of the doubt with me with a lot of the way he plays and the things he's done and said. Don't get thrown out against the Spurs. Maybe you'll get fourth quarter run against the Nets. Just, just maybe saying. that maybe that was the point that Malone was trying to make. I I don't know. I don't. You're trying to win the basketball game though. Don't don't you want him in there? But anyway, that's my good callback call. Do you know who Reggie Drummer is? No, I do not. You probably do. You just don't know his name. Have you seen the video from the University of New Orleans against Mississippi Valley State of the Empire? Flip over to my screen and let's watch this together. Okay. So there is a batter up for Mississippi Valley State, and uh, I can't get his name. Devon Mims. And there's one strike in the count. And so that ball's a little low. Bad frame job. Umpire Reggie Drummer calls it a strike. Mims is not happy. Points his bat to where it's at. Where? Right there. Could have been thrown out. That's understandable. We've seen that happen. Bryce Harper got tossed to the Draw the line in the dirt. But the umpire did not throw him out. Instead, he chose to do this, where the way low and outside rings him up. Game over. That was a lunge backhanded stab by the catcher, who now has to stop Mims from going after the umpire. (laughs) Great job by that catcher, by the way, doing that. But this one was way outside, and he rings him up. Now, the league has suspended drummer indefinitely i say he should be fired i agree good call he should absolutely be fired because that's making it personal and whether the players feel it's personal you can always have that little bit of plausible deniability with no it's not you just emotions are taking charge and blah 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 for the players that umpire made that personal he, he turned it into you after Mims pointed. Mm-hmm. It didn't toss him out if you feel like right. that that's... And how like that. do you play the next game in that series knowing it's the same crew? I, I don't, how do you I don't go know out you there do. if you're Mississippi Valley State? They lost. They were down three runs, two outs in the ninth, nobody on. Yeah. But to have the game end that way... It's childish on the part of the home plate umpire. He should be fired. Absolutely. All right, that's Brown's cremation and funeral service. Good call, bad call. Now it's time for Prep Stars. It's time to let the stars shine. It's Prep Stars on the Jim Davis Show. All right, uh, my female Prep Star, Grand Junction lacrosse player Emma Diaz. She scored three goals, got the hat trick in the uh, Tigers season opening lost Eagle Valley 11-10, but uh, Emma Diaz with a strong opening performance for Grand Junction. My male Prep Star, Central's Daniel Borumbe, who set a top 50 national mark in the discus at the Early Bird Invitational over at Stoker Stadium this past weekend. My female prep star is Maya DeViegas Decker. 
practicing that all morning. Palisade girls soccer hat trick in a 4-1 win over Grand Junction. Boys side, Ryland Nostrand, complete game win, one earned run, five hits, nine Ks against Rampart for the Warriors hurler. And so we move on now to Mighty Mavs. Best of CMU Sports. It's Mighty Mavs on the Jim Davis Show. All right, for CMU softball, Riley Crouch. What a Sunday she had against New Mexico Highlands. Very Maya Arietta-like. Mm-hmm. She had three home runs. She also had nine RBIs in the sweep against New Mexico Highlands. She's my female Mighty Mav, my male Mighty Mav. Ben Sampson wins yet another national swimming championship as uh, Samson coming up with the uh, the victory this past weekend, the 200-yard breaststroke after he won the 200-yard individual medley. Uh, 